What is what is up? What is good, gamers? This is Show Enough Seventy One, aka Digger Dulamite. Triple Bling audit- Bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 137 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just uh, sitting here uh, thinking about video games, you know, that favorite hobby of yours and mine. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. All right, all right. And, of course, the one who chimed in with the purple bling bling is none other than Trader Joe, because our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How's everyone doing out there? I am uh, good. I'm just, I'm on the uh, temptation urge. I'm on Play Asia right now, and my, my mouse, I left index finger my right index finger is getting kind of twitchy over here throwing crap in my cart over here so <laughs> all right so so we got to ask what's what's in your cart from the the this for, for the import that you're about uh, to do because we know you're going to buy the stuff so let's not yeah, fake the funk let's not fake the funk uh i was gonna wait but uh i have no more heroes three the killion dollar trilogy in the cart for 114.99 on there for the switch uh, includes no more heroes one two and three in one convenient package in english wow. nonetheless so so it's not too bad uh you know i i resisted buying the limited run uh individual copies of no more heroes one and two because i got the copies for the wii in my game room but it's like mm. i had to think it's like okay when am i gonna fire up my wii u anytime soon and you know, I don't know. I, I've enjoyed that series previously, and, and I was going to wait until I saw a Steam version of No More Heroes 3, but and guess what? It's getting really good reviews, so it's just like, uh, you know, the impulses yeah. are, are stirring, so. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, um, I did not know there was an import version with all three, because I've got, which ones have released on Steam 2? Just I wanted two? two, yeah. One and two, because I've got yeah. one and two, I've got one and two on Steam. Yeah. Um, and I and I wound up picking up the third one on Friday, so uh, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But yeah, that, that that's not a bad deal to get everything all on one, get all on the Switch, especially oh, if it's in English. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm looking at is paying an extra fifteen bones plus shipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh depending on that but you know i had to deal with tax in the good old usa of a so you know it's almost like <laughs> it's almost equal almost what else you got in the what else you got in the uh, cart that, that's it that's it i've that's been it. pretty pretty maybe good it sounds like a lot of like he had a lot of stuff in there yeah he did <laughs> didn't he <laughs> i'm tempted to look to see about romancing saga 3 for the ps4 but it's like eh, you know you know, we'll see. I'll take a look. I, if it's 
I think it's like 40 bucks. Uh, and, you know, you know me, I'll buy a game and I'll just let it sit on my shelf. You know, it's just there for uh, space purposes and not play purposes. So I know I just got to not stop faking the funk over here and uh, <laughs> stop buying stuff I'm not going to play. So, well, to be buy honest, that I, for a dollar. I think we've all been guilty of that one. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, because if we weren't, we wouldn't have a backlog, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm going <laughs> to. You know, I have a collection. I'm, I'm a collector. I'm a gatherer of items, uh, games, and I love to gather. But you know, now all you all you listeners out there, you know, just work from game to game. Some some of you at least, and uh, probably be better to go that route. But you know, it's just when you like something, it's like sometimes you just want to go. You know, that's it. Yeah. You know, money be damned. You know, so. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So that's going to bring us to our first topic on our docket, which is always the case. It's going to be the playlist. So, Des, your first stub. What you been playing, man? All righty. So what haven't I been playing? Uh, this week has been really, really strong. Um, I have been playing... Uh, what have I been playing? Um, well, what? Were you going to say something? No, no, no. Oh, what I thought you were going to play. Because that's what well, I, I mean, people know that we always usually play the same thing. So <laughs> a lot of the times we play the same thing. So uh, let's see. Uh, what have I been playing? I have been playing uh, a cute little game called Baldo. Um, it was a game that I had looked at or looked for for a very long time. Uh, I was looking forward to it. It was. I saw it on a PlayStation. Sorry, I saw it on a, a Nintendo Direct uh, a while ago, and I was like, oh, this was like a little cute little game. It's got like this Studio Ghibli kind of look to it, and you're this little, you know, blonde hair, blue eye, white kid running around, you know, you know, for whatever reason, we love, we love to put our kids in uh, dire straits, so that's what this game is doing. You are a little kid, and you are uh, chosen by the, the Court of Owls. Not that court of owls, a different court of owls, and you have to basically um, um, stop this evil monster, you know, from terrorizing and doing bad stuff. So this is literally what you do, and the game is chock full of different puzzles, and it's definitely it's like people are saying that it's sort of like uh, Hayao Miyazaki meets. Um, Oh, sorry, Studio Ghibli uh, meets Zelda. And that's kind of accurate. The only problem is I'm running it on the PS5, and uh, while it looks nice, uh, the the trailers uh, made it look so much cuter, and it's so it made it made the movement and everything look so much more fluid like it wasn't like it was animated. And in this, it's 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 not as um, it's not as animated as you would think it is. I mean, it looks good, but it's it, it, it's not as crisp. Um, is as, it a PS4 game? Uh, yeah. So well, I think that's why, why uh, is is it's originally a PS4 game, and it was supposed to be on the um, the Switch as well, and. Um, and I was originally going to get it on the Switch, but the reason why I didn't was because it um, it came out on PS5. And so I was like, oh, crap, well, I'll just buy it on PS5. And so I did. And and again, 
it's um it's not a hard game but it does it <laughs> so i was playing it uh last night and joe was watching me play and um <laughs> and um i kept dying because like they start you off without a sword and and i'm on this ship and there are these little like purple tentacle things and they hit you and you can only get hit three times because it's like Zelda. So you have three hearts and shit. And so I'm getting hit by this stuff. And I'm like, and so everything is just like whacking the crap out of me. And I'm like, and I can't roll. You know, you're not very fast. And I'm just like, God damn, I just kept dying over and over and <laughs> over again. And I, we were just like laughing hysterically watching me try to, because he was, he was doing screen share. And he was just watching me, you know, falter and die. And then... And then I finally got a sword, and I'm just killing everybody. I'm just like, everybody, you look at me wrong, you're getting killed. Baldo is back, you know, to strike to strike fear and to start killing folks. I'm tired. So, so uh, it's a fun little game. It's a fun little time waster. Um, it looks good. It's, it's an indie developer. Um, and I really was just kind of like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's take a chance on this. So... Yeah, uh, I was reading about it right now, and I guess it's been in development for 15 years, actually. So, wow, well, I didn't realize it had been in development that long. That is pretty crazy. So, I mean, yeah, it's by, by an Italian studio called Naps Team. So, well, Naps Team, they they were not taking a nap on this one. It came out really well. Like, yeah, they released a previous game. I think Kevin might have played. I played it too. It's a Gekaido Kentaro's Revenge on there previously. So. Like uh, doesn't, doesn't ring a bell for me. Gotcha. That yeah. doesn't seem familiar. But but again, you know what? What is that? That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything at all. Um, but this is a fun little game. I'm I am I am enjoying it, and I'm glad that I was able to support this um, this developer because it's it's actually pretty fun. Um, especially when I got a sword and I can start laying this this Mac down. Because like damn, like there's these rats. These, these they're called mice but they look like rats in in the ship that i'm on and i would step out a door and i would get like ambushed and this mouse would, this mouse would just like jump on me and i'm like damn like get back <laughs> i was just like stop it there's like um those snakes or tentacles or whatever yeah you know. yeah the tentacles and i'm just like enough <laughs> i was just like enough so, but it's been it's been really fun. It's been really fun so far. So uh, I've been playing the old standby PSO two NGS. Uh, I'm kind of falling a little bit out of it, running a little cold on it. Joe's still like in it to win it with it, but I'm not surprised. Joe really likes um, his uh, his uh, PSO games, so I'm not surprised. So I'm I'm thinking he's gonna be all like you know. This yeah, I'll, I'll mention it right now, even though it's your what you've been playing uh, playlist sure. section. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm just maintaining on it. I'm just raising up my braver right now. I think you are too, right? And um, they did make an announcement of a new character class coming out, I think, in October on here. So and it's, you know, kind of leaning towards just kind of maintaining until new content's dropped on there, unfortunately. So on there but i still enjoy just going in and just running my dailies and doing doing my thing on there and uh 
You know, I was half tempted to run and start playing regular vanilla PSO too because I haven't really played any of that content, and I might just do that. You we'll do see. It. So, I mean, and it came. You you loaded it up free with it, so you might as well do it. Pretty you much, know. yeah. And then I'm just like, you know, just have fun with it. You know, I mean, that's my thought about it. Is is it's already part of the it's already part of the the um uh the whole game when we downloaded it. So, um, and I see a ton of people who have, um, uh, the stuff that they got in the, in the prior game, uh, they have it in the new game too. So that might be a good way to kind of, if I remember correctly, you can farm weapons and stuff. So that might be a good way for you to get some, uh, get some weapons. Oh yeah. There's there's some new uh, weapons with the latest drop. No, no, no. no. I mean, I mean, get the old, the old weapons and then bring them over to the new game. I think you can. Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. That's for sure. It might be a thing for me to do. I'm ripping my hands right now. So, Oh God. Scary. Um, so what else? Um, been playing Marvel's Avengers. Um, still playing the story. I'm enjoying the story. Um, I do, I am liking what I'm playing. It's still a little, um, you know, it's still a little, you know, rote. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, Fantasy Star. You know, it's just, it's just you kind of go in there and you and you play it. You know, it's like it's like Fantasy Star. Like you go in, you play your simple things. Uh, the only difference is I'm really enjoying this. I'm I, I'm really enjoying the story. And so that's what I'm playing it for. I'm playing it for the story and playing with these characters, you know. And it's not it's not terrible, but I can understand why it it, it got the hate that it got. So so I'm just like, okay. So so I'm still I'm still playing it, still enjoying it, still, you know, trying to get through it. Um but that's pretty much I I mean I'm about ninety percent of the main story. And then I'll go over. Then I'll go to um, Kate Bishop's story, and then Hawkeye's, and then I'll do uh, Wakanda, and then I'll be finished with it until the new thing comes out. Um, but I don't think this is going to be one of those games that I'm going to comp- that I'm going to like play all the time. That's just probably not what's going to happen. So, uh, but we'll see. Um, I don't know. It's just like I'm enjoying what I'm playing, although it can be kind of can be kind of hard, but. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just it just kind of is what it is. So, uh, play. I went on a bender and downloaded a ton of indie games on their indies on Nintendo. Uh, sorry, on PS uh, PS Five's uh, PSN, and I downloaded a ton of indie games. And those games, uh, I've been testing them all out just to see how I've been liking them. Uh, I've tested out. Uh, uh, I tested out Windbound. Which is um, sort of um, how would you categorize Windbound, Joe? It's like a it has some Breath of the Wild elements, yeah. but it's a survival game. It's it's, yeah. it's not as much action adventure. Yeah, uh, but you're going around a lot. There's a, some elements of uh, Wind Waker too. For, exactly, uh, inspiration from there because yeah. you're basically riding a raft going from island to island. But you yeah. know, it's like trying to combine kind of multiple genres yeah. into its own pot of goodness. So. Yeah, and so uh, and so you have to like create different stuff, and and as you make stuff, you intrinsically learn how to make branching stuff. The only problem though is is like you don't have a really big inventory, so you're con- I'm constantly hiding. Uh, like you can't hoard things, which is annoying. 
because you have to like find a nice spot, drop everything, and then build what you want, and then pick everything back up again. So it's kind of a weird situation. Or maybe I haven't I haven't gone long enough in the game to find the ability to build a purse or something. I don't know, or, or like a backpack. Um, so. Um, and, the, and the creatures are kind of hard right now. Um, and the one thing that I do not like is the durability factor. It's kind of annoying. But because you have to build things over and over again. So part of me is kind of like, eh, I don't want to do that. So, but, um, but it's been fun so far. I really like the art style. Um, I also got uh, uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Um, I played Rebel Galaxy and I really enjoyed it. So I wanted to see what does their kind of, you know, actual story version of the game gonna gonna be like and um it's got it's 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 weird it's a fun story so far but the music is this sort of like you know uh rockabilly old time like uh western biker type music and so it's okay but you know, it's got that that with the guitars and stuff, and so it's like it's like Johnny Cash, and so it has it's really selling this sort of like outlaw old west kind of um, vibe, and it's not bad, but sometimes I just have to turn off turn down the music because it gets to be a bit much. Uh, but I know, but I know music is a part of the experience, but sometimes it gets to be a bit much, and I'm I kind of don't know what I'm doing in the game at the moment, so I'm just kind of flying around and taking missions and getting blown up, and so I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, also got uh, three other games. I got Pine, which is a fun little um, another Breath of the Wild type of game. I played it before on um, on my Switch, but it finally came out for the uh, for PSN, so I got it here, so I could play it here. Hand of Fate 2. Um, Hand of Fate 1 was really good. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure type of game. Um, but it goes in from cards to actual uh, third-person combat, depending on your actions. So it's kind of fun. I've been enjoying it. And then I got Earth Knight. I got Earth Knight because Joe... Uh, I watched Joe play it when I was visiting him the last time. And uh, it looks fun. So it was like five bucks. And I was like, okay, I'll take the time to buy this game. It looks fun. Um, so yeah, those the, are the five. The games. art in that game is like off the chain. Yeah, so. it's really good. It is definitely really good. Um, and if you haven't played it, you really should pick it up on the indie sale. Um, you're basically falling to the earth, riding on the backs of dragons and stuff. It's really weird, but it's a fun little game. Um, you should definitely check it out. And then the last game, um, and I think this is a good game for us all to talk about because we've all been playing it was uh, Aliens Fire Team Elite. Um, so Joe and Kevin got this game first. I think Kevin was the one to get it first. And then I got it. Uh, so no, Kevin got it, then Joe got it, then I got it. And then we started playing it, you know? And this is one of those cases where, where reviews be damned, you know? Um, play what you like and play what you want and actually look at uh, actual user reviews and stuff because even though it's getting middling reviews, it's not a bad game. Uh, it's a fun little uh, shooter and it has enough depth where you can make your own characters and it has enough depth to um, to expand. I'm not sure if this is a games with service. I don't think it is, but it's one of those traditional games that's going to give you, like, here's DLC, here are more missions, here are this and that. Uh, 
But if you're a fan of the Aliens franchise, especially Aliens 2, or Aliens, the second one, uh, this game is right up your alley. Like, it, it takes place right after Aliens 3. Um, so, so you can kind of see where you're going. You play in a, you play in a, a colonial Marine and you can pick between four different classes. And there's a fifth class that you can get after you beat the game. Um, and that class is a recon class and it's all about support and supporting your, your teammates and helping, um, other people. So, so like if you get, if you play the, cause after the game is over, the campaign you get this new character and the new character can help out other people if you want to play with other people to make your whole squad stronger so it's called the recon class and and it seems like there's four different missions and then for each mission there's three different uh story beats per mission so that's about 12 uh yeah 12 different uh, areas that you can go to in the game so far. I'm assuming because we there was three in the first one, and we're just getting ready to unlock the the third chapter in the first um, series of missions. So, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's hard. Um, you really have to learn your weapons, learn your class, learn what you have to do in the, in when you're fighting. Look out for specific ones. Um, it does become a bit um, memorizing where things are. And how things are going to attack you. Um, there is variance in the level design, but it it changes sporadically, uh, not very often. Um, but it's uh, it's been fun. It's been fun, and for forty dollars, yeah, you really can't go wrong. So uh, I'll turn it over. That's what I've been playing. But I'll turn it over uh, to Kevin. That way, if he wants to keep the Aliens Fire Team train uh, going, we can. And then, if he wants to kick it over to Joe, we can all talk about our our experiences with this game. Because I'm I was very shocked at how much I I enjoyed it actually. So, yeah, um, Aliens has been fun. The one thing that I w- I'll say off the bat is not a pretty game. No, <laughs> there are some some lazy things that they did in the game, like. NPCs do not move their mouths when they talk to you. So they go through these very canned body gestures sometimes, and their mouths don't move. So it's almost like you're looking at a puppet show. (laughs) You know, some guy, your armor guy is explaining things to you, and he's doing these body gestures, and his mouth is just stone cold not moving. And that's just that's just lazy. I'm just no, right. not having you don't even have to you don't even have to sink it with the you could just make the dude's mouth just open and close a little yeah. bit. And, you even know. say watermelon, 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 or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, so that so there's that. The graphics overall are not it's not gonna it's not gonna win win any awards. So it's not a pretty game. It's, I would say it looks better than uh, uh, that game that I talked about from last week. Uh, eight, um, what was it? Ages, ages, and so it was that beat 'em up I talked about where you switch. I remember, so, but I can't seem to. Yeah, place I, the name. Uh, Ultra Age, right? Ultra Age. Yeah, it looks better than Ultra Age. But that's not saying a whole lot. But you know, just keep that in mind. So if you're if you're expecting, you know, something like a Final Fantasy VII on your screen, you're not going to get that. This is this is not a pretty game. But what it is, 
it is a very fun team-based shooter. And I think it's one of those games that I could play in a random setting without having to talk to people. A lot of people would probably argue with that, but I think there's variance in, in the classes just by look, if you were to jump into a, a, a random session and you see what everybody else is using and you're already familiar with the game process and the systems that are in play in the game, I think you'll be able to, okay, well, I've got two demolishers. Gosh, you know, nobody is that nobody is a med. So I'm going to be, so I'm going to run support or I've got a technician and a demolisher or I got a technician and a healer. Uh, let me run demolisher, get the, use the, the heavy weapons and be of assistance there. So it's one of those games I think you could jump into a random and not have to communicate. That's probably not the case in games like uh, Back for Blood, where there's just so much going on in so many different areas. The, the neat thing about this game is that while the aliens can come out of any crevice, they can only come out from so just so many places. You're not running through a huge open worldish level where and things are just flooding in all around where communication is going to be key. And I say that as somebody who despises jumping into randos uh, in open mic games. I've had very bad experiences with that. So uh, that's why I refuse to play games that require that. But I mean, the the game captures the audio the audio of the franchise perfectly. The pulse rifle, that heavy cannon, that uh, the smart gun, the sounds of the aliens when they're when you're busting their heads, it, it's all there. It's all there. Um, I I guess uh, there have been some complaints about the audio. I don't see where it is, and I'm not using headphones or anything like that so i'm not getting the 3d audio that you were talking about when, when we were playing des but just coming through my standard speaker setup it sounded great so i'm not really sure where the audio but then again i'm not an audiophile so for those who really pay attention to that uh there might be some complaints that i'm that's just not registering for me but again i'm not an audiophile Variance in enemy types. I also like that. <laughs> Some of these, it, there are, we've encountered so far, we've encountered the warrior, which is like the the brute. He just comes up. He just starts slapping you around, trying to jump <laughs> on you. The Ike Turner alien. Yeah, he's like the Ike Turner. <laughs> yeah, he really it's, it's, seriously, he walks up. It's not... He, he walks up on all four legs and just kind of grabs it, just jumps on you. And I'm like, yeah. damn. I am not here. I is like, I am not here to play. So there's him. There is the, there is the spitter who is throwing alien loogies, acid loogies at you from a distance. Then there's the exploder, which is like these, um, you can tell because their heads have these, these glowing greenish yellow, I don't know what they're, you know, bulges, tumors, whatever they are, and they come running around at you. And they'll attack you for a little bit, and if you don't kill them in time, they will they will detonate and kind of, and put out an acid pool where you are. 
for the most part, acid is not an issue for your team. So like it is in the movies where, you, you know, you don't have to worry when an alien, a regular alien explodes. It's only the exploders that leave an acid pool and the spitters when their projectiles land on the floor that leave an acid pool. All the other ones, apparently I'm assuming they have acid for blood. Maybe these, <laughs> because we're elites, maybe we've been genetically modified to be acid resistant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 the game is really fun. It, it's really fun. Um, uh, shout out to Ace Black, who joined us last night. We did game share with him, and he was able to get a hold of it. I would recommend this. If you, if you like Left for Dead... If you like Back for Blood, if you like that those type of games, but are fans of the Alien franchise, I don't think you can really go wrong with this. Just know that going in, it's not a pretty game. It's not technically polished, meaning, you know, from a presentation standpoint, NPCs talk to you without moving their mouths, you know, all that stuff that I went over. Plus it's 40 bucks. So if you know know that going in, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll enjoy the game for what it is, because I, I think I think we all are. So, uh, Joe, do you have some commentary on Aliens? Uh, um, we started playing it, me and Des, Thursday night. Yeah, it's only been like a day and a half, and uh, you know, I love I like the fact that this game is meant for multiple runs on the same level. It didn't seem boring to do the same level over and over again on here. Uh, I know we wiped before finishing it a couple times before I think we were able to level up our weapons a little bit more to get beyond the point. And I'll obviously get the gameplay elements down on there. I also like the fact that, you know, there is a deluxe version of the game, um, but all the DLC is all cosmetic on there. So there's like what's called an endeavor pass with the veteran pack and whatnot. Uh, but all the DLC is basically all just cosmetics and the way the game looks i don't really care about the cosmetics on there maybe if i play it more maybe i'll start digging into that a little bit more but uh, i'm hoping at least for a developer's um sake that you know enough people are interested in monetarily rewarding them by buying some of the cosmetics if need be on there but um i was hoping... thinking about it not gonna lie <laughs> you were yeah i was thinking about it yeah, because right now you can get, get what's called the Endeavor Veteran Pack on PSN. I think it's thirty four ninety nine on there. So and all this is cosmetics. It's just a bunch of drops on here. You do get a couple of weapons too on there. So so and some emotes and some you get you get challenge cards. Which we haven't even used the challenge cards yet. So yeah, they give you more more gear and stuff uh, if you're able to adhere to the challenge card. The only problem with that though. Just to speak about the challenge cards is um, each one, each one does a certain thing, right? And the only problem is, is if we all have one and we all put it in, it randomly chooses from the three. So it's better for just one person to do it, and then and then we just all have that one, um, that one kind of uh, challenge. Um, it just seems like that's easier to do, or that's a better way to utilize it. Your 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 challenge cards. So that's just something that I was that I was reading uh, about when I was looking at the um, uh, looking at how to play the game and 
what things you should think about and you know just normal yada yada type stuff yeah and kind of in a way even though it's not the same type of game kind of reminds us reminds me a little bit of uh like when we used to run strikes together playing destiny one and destiny two a little bit you know you know you're just going out on your mission you're doing what you need to do you know uh you know i think one of the missions we were playing later yesterday was uh fighting against this uh um, big alien known as Monica on here and all the damn dumb Monica Lewinsky jokes I was throwing in there, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, uh, just the funny the thing that the plot is, it's, it's serviceable as far as the plot so far. I mean, it, it's you just a bunch of space marines shooting aliens. That's it. So it's not, it's no big dissertation, no big Oscar uh you know screen screenplay or anything like that but it doesn't like need to be though. but i like the yeah. classes though i, I like yeah. the class to, to, uh how they're different how they're differentiated like i like i like that aspect of the game um i like playing the dock the only thing i do not like is i wish that all of the weapons were interchangeable per um uh per class because only certain classes can can use close quarters weapons versus rifles Everyone has a handgun, and then your secondary weapon is your is like either your rifle, either an automatic rifle or a single shot rifle. And we were talking about that, and it's like how I don't think that you can like a single shot rifle in this kind of game kind of is kind of silly. Like I'm not gonna take the time to, um, I mean unless unless you have a really good group of people, but I don't think I'm gonna take the time to to really. Um, there's too many aliens coming at exactly. you. It's like I don't think I have the time. Like one of the weapons is a sniper rifle. It's yeah, the, I'm like you're oh. by the time you notice an alien at sniper's distance, and you'd have to be in a long hallway to see that. By the time you notice that, you've got four more right already in your face. Yeah. So I don't understand these semi-automatic rifles and the sniper rifles being in the game. Now, with that in mind, I haven't used them yet. So I don't know how that yeah. is interpreted in the gameplay, but just off the cuff, it's that those seems those seem like useless weapons. If it's not burst fire or fully auto, I don't I don't see its yeah. usefulness in a game like this. Yeah, I have and I got a and I got a drop uh I got a burst rifle drop um in the game and I'm trying to see if I want to use that because each game has um each uh each uh um weapon has a uh has its own um uh, experience so by playing the by using the weapon you you gain experience for said weapon which which is an interesting kind of thought in it and it's and it and it stays like it stays for the type of weapon that you're having and then you there's mods you can mod up the weapons and all this other stuff so i mean it's not bad it's not a bad game so indeed indeed so did you have more uh, no in no, your in your play yeah that's it for me joe did you have anything to add more about aliens fire team yeah, just i uh, hope uh, you guys listening out there um if you're interested i mean definitely it's uh, up to three players and so you know i'll probably go on the discord and create a multiplayer channel for it at least even though we're all playing on playstation 5 right now so and the way the um crossplay works is that it's cross 
cross-platform play, meaning PS4, PS5 players can play. So if, they, if you haven't made the jump to PS5 yet, you can still play with us if you do buy the PS4 version. Uh, Xbox players are, you know, play between the one and the series consoles and then PCs off on its own little island by itself. So that's how it is at the moment. But uh, definitely, if you're interested, definitely let us know. You know, all you have to do is uh, just message us on the Discord and we will, you know, definitely add you to the mix. And ho hopefully maybe if we get enough people interested, maybe instead of just running one team of three uh, every so often, maybe we could run two teams of three and uh, have a good group chat and kind of go from there. So, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, uh, Kev, what else, what else have you been playing, buddy? So yeah, before I say Ace, all the cool kids are playing on PlayStation. Just, just, just letting you know that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, if you if you get it for Xbox, I'll double dip for you, bro. Um, what I've been playing, I have been playing more Final Fantasy VII remake. That game just continues to astound. I am near the end of my assault on the second reactor for Shinra. And uh, again, you know, I I went I went I'm not going to get go as in depth as I did last week about this game. It's fantastic. If you consider yourself fortunate, if you have not played it and you have a PlayStation Five and you get the integrated upgrade, it's fantastic seeing this game in 60 frames per second. I'm. I'm still running 1080p display, so I'm not seeing the, all the 4K-ness that, that has been added to it. But I'm definitely seeing the frames, so I can't say enough about that game. I'm running Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett at this point. Eris has not joined the squad. But, man, this this game is, is absolutely phenomenal, so... If you haven't played it, play it. Even if even if you're not on, what I say? Well, if you if you if you've got a PlayStation Four and you plan on upgrading when possible, do yourself a favor and don't play this game yet. If you haven't already, you're in for a treat. That's all I will say on that. So aside from from Aliens, which you already talked about, I played Overcooked, and uh, I forgot to ask you guys when Best Buy, and I got this when Best Buy was running their ten games over ten days for ten bucks. Did you guys take advantage of that offer for anything? No, I did not. Unfortunately, I don't know why I didn't, but um, I just didn't think. I didn't um, think about it. I didn't dip into buying overcooked is probably because everything else that was on sale i either had or like you know i was asking desmond hey you want to buy fallout 76 ha 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 for <laughs> playstation and it's like yeah it's just the the um, yuck, jokes yuck, yuck. jokes ensue even though i know our good friend and listener gerald is a fan of that title so on there but uh uh, there is actually rumor right now, Kev, and I, I don't know if maybe if you want to keep an eye on the trade and price for Overcooked, but uh, it's rumored that Overcooked's going to be the um, PlayStation Plus PS5 game for September. So yeah, I saw that. I saw yes. that. So but... you know, I know it's it's only what uh, couch co-op, right? But we could easily share play if we want to play together. I'm assuming so. Yeah, I the reason I bought the game was I thought it might be a game that me and my wife could play. 
So I just just checking out the game and it's actually pretty fun. You got both Overcooked 1 and Overcooked 2 on here. I've just been uh, fiddling with over the first Overcooked and it, it it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of Tapper. It's like a like an up to date Tapper yeah, for those who are old, old goobers like myself and remember that particularly if you play remember Budweiser Tapper that's that's even <laughs> that's even uh more specific but in Overcooked you're this cartoony chef and the story is crazy you you're living in this this kingdom that's run by I can't tell if he's a meatball or a hamburger king <laughs> anyway you get attacked by the the great beast, which is like this spaghetti, this giant monstrous meatball with spaghetti limbs with uh, knives and forks attached to the end. And you have to make these salads for him to satiate his hunger before he destroys the kingdom. You fail to do that. So the king creates a time portal, which is like, well, if you could create a portal, why don't you just send that monster in a portal and, you know, we'd none of this would have to happen they never think right? about that <laughs> but anyway so the king says you need to you know boost your skills high enough to be able to deal with the the great beast that destroys the kingdom so he sends you back in time still in his kingdom but you have to go throughout the kingdom and hone your chef skills so there's three things you do. There is the food preps, which so far for me has just been chopping. Then you have to cook the food. Then you have to to serve the food. And they're all done. And it's, and at some point you're introduced to washing dishes because at some of the levels you have a certain number of plates. And when those plates, when the people are, are done eating, they return the plates. So you can't plate any more food until the plates that have been used are washed and prepared for another plate of food and it's really it's really fun the mechanics are very simple you're constantly running two chefs you can play single player but you when you're playing single player you really have to plan out how you're doing this because you only one chef will move at a time if you have one chef chopping you can switch to another chef to do some stuff while that chef is chopping. But once he's done chopping, he's just going to stand there. So you're constantly switching back and forth. But I, I think this would be a, this would be a great game to for folks to introduce to their significant others. In my case, it's going to be my wife, and have us. We're going to sit down and have like a game night. Uh, check out Overcooked at some point. So again, the game comes with both episodes one and two, and it's it's pretty fun. I was actually surprised. I didn't think that I would I would like it as much as I do, but it, it is it is pretty dope. It, it's it's a it's a cute little game. So other than that, I do have. Um, no More Heroes 3. I have not had a chance to play it yet. So next week I will have a review on that. Played a little bit of Scarlet Nexus. Did not have not made too a whole lot of progress in that game, but still enjoying it. Still digging the pi the uh, telekinetic powers. But that is gonna do it for my games of the week. So Joe, what you got any more that you've been playing? 
Uh, well, I didn't kind of chime in uh, when Desmo was talking about Marvel's Avengers. I'm also plugging away at the uh, single player on there, and I'm just going through Kamala Khan's in the first uh, storyline. Uh, I kind of figured out that uh, during the demo or the beta, uh, that it kind of skipped a story portion between when Kamala got home and took off to go to Utah to try to find um, the resistance yeah. on there. So, and that was all new to me on here. And so I got to this, you know, Kevin, you probably remember if you're probably trying to forget, but uh, the story <laughs> sequence of uh, playing as Bruce Banner in the first section uh, yeah. against AIM on there. So, yeah, I am uh, trying to forget that actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay playing with the Hulk, but, you know, just like having the block and having to make sure, you know, Hulk is not invulnerable. You know, he uh, can uh, take damage on there and, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking all forward they had to... to do was copy and paste ultimate destruction. That's all they had to do for his sections. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, enjoying what I've played so far. Um, I'm probably just, like Des. I'm going to check out all this, the single player content. And then if I feel so inclined later, maybe if we, I could coerce Des into playing some in the multiplayer, maybe check it out. On there. I remember playing a little bit during the beta, and I just thought, you know, this is, it wants to be Destiny, but it can't be Destiny. And I can't imagine doing a bunch of runs to gain cosmetics in this game. So it's like I can't think of uh, any other reason to play other than if there was a unique multiplayer content, which I'm not sure if there is, besides any, what the, what did they call it, danger room, like X Men? or the was harm room. Harm room. There you go. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, the holographic. Oh, it's dance. Okay. Holographic augment something machine. Okay. It's basically like the uh, deck in Star Trek New Generation, but for combat versus uh, doing an Elseworld story, basically. So. Thank goodness that's an acronym because I was about to say this. You guys, what is Danger Room exclusive to at the X Men franchise or something? Speaking of that, why don't they have the X Men in in? Well, I guess it's because because it's called Avengers, I guess. So anyway, anyway, yeah, it's probably not like Marvel team up or something. (laughs) So, but other than that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I'm kind of looking forward to like maybe mixing it up and throwing a couple new games here in the mix. So we'll see if I accomplish my goals. I do have some time off of work next week, depending if they need me to uh, train up for my new position I got this week. So that's it for me. All righty. So that's going to bring us to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. So, Dez, you got the mic, man. All righty. So, first and foremost, I want to say, as always, thank you to everyone who took the time to uh, answer our question that we put out. We put out a question every week, and, and we do this because we really want to have conversation with our listeners. So, the question that we had, that we asked was, what is your opinion on 343 Industries Halo Infinite not releasing with either the co-op campaign and Forge content on launch? Is it a deal breaker or no big deal? Let us know your opinion, and we'll talk about it on the next show. So, 
Um, we got a couple of people who, who responded. A couple were super funny. A couple were just like, what? So, uh, so Crucial Chase on Discord says, not a good look at all. Hell, they were going to release last year if it wasn't for the E3 demo backlash. True, true. Uh, what was ready then? I can understand Ford since that's something that hard, hardcore players do and after they are tired of vanilla v- PvP and are done with legendary campaign, done with the legendary campaign. For me, co-op campaign is Halo, capital I-S. I don't mind having patches, but I'm getting tired of live services being on, being an excuse. Call it what it is, you triple A liars. It's early access. Nothing so far that I've been hyped for on Game Pass as has delivered. Mm. Strong words, but where's the lie? Um, Gerald on Discord says, I have never really cared for the Forge content in the past Halo games, as Halo Infinite not having it is not a big deal for me. Uh, now, as far as uh, not having campaign co-op in the initial release of the game, is kind of disappointing for me. But also not that big of a deal personally. I usually play the campaign solo and then with friends eventually. But I can see why some people aren't upset. Sometimes I feel that we put too much into this hobby of ours. There are more important things in this world that that we should be uh, that we should be worrying about. And then John BT had the perfect had the perfect response. What's Halo? <laughs> so. So uh, those are the three responses we got, and I want to. We talked a little bit about it last time when um, when Joe spoke about it in the news section, but I want to see if anything more has has come out of this. I know that we had a conversation um, on our game night, so I'm gonna kick it over to Joe. Joe, what are your thoughts about about Halo Infinite not releasing with either co-op or Forge content? Um, it just really depends. I mean, I you know, for me, if I cared enough to be upset then it would be out of character because i've only dabbled in the halo franchise it's like if i had a if i had a, a horse in the race if i actually if it, this was like fantasy star or a franchise that i like had passion for i could understand uh, someone being upset but for me it's like i'm totally casual it's like you know it's it, to me gaming is like a big like cafeteria so it's like if, if if uncle phil wants to bring up the halo infinite and pull it up and i'm gonna take a taste and see see what it is and if it doesn't like have all the uh bells and whistles i'm still gonna you know give it a taste and see if i like it i mean i'm looking forward to checking out the multiplayer uh in the game once it comes out especially if, with it being free to play it's probably going to have some legs to it on there you know i i hate to say it but i kind of miss playing the crucible from destiny and destiny one and two a little bit and so even though i know it's like comparing apples and oranges on here i'm kind of looking forward to seeing if i could find a game out there that will kind of fill that niche uh for me a bit so and so, and I'm not going in with any sort of preconceived notions. I don't really care if Microsoft dropped the ball. They definitely dropped the ball on this. And 343 has been definitely dropping the ball with the franchise since Bungie has left Microsoft's uh, kind of uh, directorship with this particular franchise. But, you know, in the end, you know, I hate to quote a, a bad song but does it really matter you know so <laughs> that's how i kind of feel about it. 
I mean, in response to it, the only problem that I see is is the lasting effect it'll have on the industry, um, because this was a this was a team or 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 uh, an in, a um a company that was getting ready to release this game, and I think you know Chase is correct. Like they were going to be releasing this game last year, and if it wasn't for the backlash, uh, what were they going to release then? You know, and I get your idea of of the thought of like you know you know gaming is a big cafeteria. You know, but if you got Phil, the largest supplier, you know, talking about, oh, we're going to have steak, we're going to have this, we're going to have that, you know, yeah. and then and then they give you a sloppy Joe. It's like, no pun intended. It's like, you know, <laughs> um, are you like, are, are you excited for that? Like, I'll take a taste. Like, you might want to take a taste, but but I was promised filet mignon and and this is some ground chuck. Not to say ground chuck is no. bad. It's just. I was expecting more, and and the and but this the problem is this is if is if on on one side of the cafeteria you got you got Phil, you know saying we got steak we got we got filet mignon, you know, and and everyone's saying like oh damn this is great like what if another part of the um the cafeteria is like oh shit you know Phil's Phil's bringing them in you know he ain't got shit but they he filling them in <laughs> maybe, maybe we could start you know putting water in our Kool Aid you know and kind of stretching the Kool Aid out you know. You know, not, yeah. put, not put a lot of sugar. So that's that's my fear when I see stuff like this is is how it's going to influence other people, uh, other companies, and and when they're talking about their their IPs and their products. So that's why yeah. I'm like, this is okay. People are going to be okay with that. Yeah, I want this. I want this to be a steak and a baked potato. I don't want it to be Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes. I want no damn, you know, uh, you know. Instant yeah, potatoes in my in my, my my mix, so it's yeah. like yeah, it's but like it sounds I just, like um, that's what they were gonna do, like back in the day until 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 honestly we got to look behind the curtain in the menu, and we thought uh uh-uh, that don't look like filet mignon that looks like ground chuck, or or, or sorry or, or or ground um you getting steakums and frozen oriders that's let's, <laughs> let's be honest it's exactly. steakums. And frozen oritis. No, you, that, you can with this Craig. Okay, I you didn't can, really uh, eat before uh, the show started, so yeah, it's like it sounds kind of good. Like O'Brien potatoes, like those oritis frozen O'Brien. No, potatoes. those funky crinkle oritis fries that even when you do them in the oven don't taste right. I'm talking about those. Those. Oh, kind. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not the ones that you actually fry in oil that actually taste good. Nah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm just a little suspect. So so Kev, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Okay, I think Crucial Chase hit the nail on the head. This this they were ready to introduce because remember, Halo Infinite was supposed to launch with the Series S and X consoles. That's what all the marketing material you saw on the Pringles and yep. the Mountain Dews with Master Chiefs grill on the label that's that's what all that stuff was there for they were ready to hit you up with halo infinite at whatever state it was when they showed it off at that e3 for that during that single player campaign the reason and and the game chair mafia sound signed off on it oh yeah i want my i I like this look at it i like i want my new halo to look like combat evolved that's like (laughs) Uh, anyway, we've already talked about yeah. influences, yeah. so I don't want to get started on that. But the Game Chair Mafia signed off on it, and 
put that nonsense out in the atmosphere, but the public, the gaming public, said nah, and they turned Microsoft or Xbox's biggest gaming franchise into an internet meme. That's why we've had this delay. I think, Joe, you mentioned you may have had a couple different co- uh, 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 creative directors on this project. Yeah, It's been four, five, six years in development. Look, this is what Game Pass is going to give you. Game Pass is the excuse. Now, I have Game Pass, and I have a Series X, and all that stuff. It is it it. Game Pass has its place. There's no doubt about that. But what they're doing with Halo, they are spoon-feeding you their biggest franchise because the game ain't ready. And for whatever reason, they refuse to delay the game until the game is ready. Forge is cool. I get that. I have no problem with Forge not being ready. And in the beginning... I was like, okay, co-op is kind of not being ready is a stretch, but, you know, okay, okay. But then I started seeing people who were with Halo from the beginning, from Combat Evolved and followed the series all the way through, that are hardcore Halo fans. And they're saying, no, Microsoft is overlooking a significant part of the Halo community that does not really that either doesn't mess with the m- multiplayer at all or not that much but prefer their halo content in the single and co-op campaign and without it launching with co-op campaign this is a this is a jab in the eye and i think i had to rethink my own opinion it's like you know what I, again, I'm not a, I'm not that big of a Halo fan. I, I'm a casual Halo fan. I'm like I said, I'm working my way through uh, the Master Chief Collection right now, and I'm not in any big hurry to enthusiastic to go through it. I mean, I'll be playing it when there's nothing else that I'm going to be playing. But for those who are really invested, and for those who feel that 343 has significantly dropped the ball in this series, they ain't happy that there's not going to be any co-op. And I understand that point. I see that point. It is a it is a key feature in the series. And for them not to launch with it is ridiculous. We're, we're giving you the multiplayer, and we're giving you this campaign that we still have not seen any hide nor hair of significantly since Craig. We really have. I was going to kind of chime in, but I think this is not even a Game Pass thing. I think this is more of a Microsoft uh, Studios thing, because if you think about it, this game's been in development for five years. You know, it's been in development since Halo 5 uh went gold and went out the door basically and uh you know joseph staten the current director of halo infinite's the same guy they brought in to clean up crackdown 3 after they realized crackdown 3 was a big ass mess you know and he got crackdown 3 out you know whatever shape it was in and it was a decent shape for me but critically obviously uh, that game uh, didn't uh, meet its uh, goal on there. And obviously, it's just another game on Games Pass now. But, you know, pretty much it killed the franchise, you know. So, you know, game you got to think of 
the, yeah, the other games too, like Scalebound, uh, that you know died on the vine. Um, that's basically through a lot of mis- mismanagement by Microsoft Game Studios. And so it's just, uh, you know, Games Pass has kind of saved Microsoft, but at the same point, it's kind of placed them in a particular, um, you know, avenue for game development. A lot of uh, games as a service, a lot of games uh, that might be cheaper to make. The, you know, obviously you're dealing with volume versus, you know, triple or quadruple A games on there. And, uh, you know, they go out of their way to license and help other companies bring games to Games Pass as well. But, you know, we talked about with Outriders a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how much it really is helping. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, so, but, yeah. Yeah, Game Pass is was not the cause of this, but Game Pass is the excuse. Game yeah. The Game Pass model allows for the coverage of mismanagement like this. Yeah. Well, Got- you're already subscribed. You know, we don't have we don't have our act together yet, so we're giving you our biggest franchise in Gerber spoon size servings, and yeah. that's that's we got you got Game Pass, you got it for yeah. free. We ain't charging you sixty seventy bucks for it. You know, what what do you expect? It, it's it covers mismanagement game. I and I and I stick by this. Game Pass is the holy water of of gaming. It absolves all sins and that gaming development goes through. Mismanagement is the cause of. Uh, yeah. Improper utilization of resources is the cause of. Now, is Game Pass a, a good service for indies and maybe single A or maybe double A games? And it, yeah, it, yeah, it is. It has its place, but. It's being used now to cover mismanagement that took place before this before this service went online. For and sure. now it's going to be the model and the excuse for anything to come in the future. And yeah. I'm with I'm with Des 100 percent. Don't think Jim Ryan ain't looking and waiting for and and waiting for Game Pass to show a profit. When Microsoft starts touting the horn and saying, "Hey, we're we're we've got this," I mean, outside of the engagement, when they start boasting about numbers and money, don't think he won't try to bring that to PlayStation. He's already mm-hmm. proved that he's willing to bring uh, make the only on PlayStation a joke. Now, I mean, that's what it is. If your first party games are going to PC then only on insert platform here doesn't mean anything anymore. There's no longer a reason for you to, and again, I mean, we've already been through this before. Them cats that, if they waited this long before they played Horizon Zero Dawn, them PC cats are going to wait all the longer. They ain't ain't going out and buying PlayStation. They're not going anywhere. I, I know going. we didn't cover in news because uh, we ran out of time, I think, episode or two ago. But Herman Hulse did mention as far as the whole the PC port thing. And uh, he kind of iterated, said that, you know, said that it wasn't going to go day and date, that they're, you know, take a look at uh, ports on a case by case basis, so on and so forth. So, you know, maybe that steak dinner uh, that it was like pre <laughs> preconceived destiny as far as me having to shell out for your your prime rib, your 
Um, Ruth Chris with all the trimmings with the baked potato and all the whole shot, the ribeye might not come to pass. We'll have to see. So we'll have to see, you know, win or lose. I'm down either way. I'm not a welcher, but (laughs) I will say this. This was, this was, this is the same, this is the same guy that was telling people was questioning why people wanted to play old games. And yeah, we, we know, we know where that, where that's gone. This is the same guy that, um, told us that there was there was an oh there was another lie that he said and that just it just went out of my brain but anyway i will say this if you believe that then that then that's fine uh i also believe i'm the king of england Uh, (laughs) the the bottom line is that all these (laughs) the bottom line is that all these executives say what they think they need to say to get your money and it's all about it's all about money for them now they've. I mean, I'm a console dude, so even when play, and if you don't think PlayStation ain't going day and date, it, it's happening. It may not happen in the time frame that we've set up for our bet, but it's gonna happen. Uh, I'm a console guy, so I'll still be in the console space. The, the things that PC happened that did the that happened with PC parts during this pandemic, during this chip shortage, I just found absolutely just disgusting. And it may be part in it's in part the manufacturers and it's also part of the uh, the scalpers. So I'm 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 going to be in the console space regardless. But these guys are going to do what they think is going to make them the money. And in this case, if Herm if Herm if uh, uh, Jim Ryan can can serve you up. The next Ghosts of Tsushima in Gerber baby spoonfuls like Xbox is getting ready to do with Halo. And he can turn into a profit because he's watching what they're doing. I guarantee you he's watching what they're doing. If they can do that with their next first party title and make money and skimp in, on, in corners the way that they're doing it, I guarantee you it's going to happen. Because what keeps these company, what keeps... What made Sony what it is was Xbox. Xbox was pushing them to do better, particularly after the, the PS2 generation. Sony went into the PS3 generation like, look, y'all gonna get a second job. This thing, this this PS3 could be a, 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 a turd in a box. Y'all gonna buy it and you're gonna pay six, $700 for it because we said so. And Microsoft said no, and they came out with the Xbox 360. Cheaper, had was easier to program for, and third party ran better on it. And they had Xbox Live, and PlayStation was not ready for online gaming with the PS3. Whole bunch of things that happened, and Sony got their act together. And the reason they got their act together was because of Xbox. And now Xbox is, in my opinion, just is not doing what they should be doing, follow falling back on Games Pass. And don't think that Sony isn't watching what they're doing, because if you can make more profit by putting out less effort, any corporation is going to do that. So, you know, it is what it, it is what it is. We'll see how this comes out in the in comes out in the mix. But. This is a, this this is unfortunate for Halo fans. Uh, I this this is not good. 
Um, one thing I we should have included with the question: Are you would you be willing to buy Halo Infinite for sixty bucks? And I think oh, that's a negative no. negatory for hell no, and that's the problem. It, it this game should be worth sixty seventy dollars. It should be worth that. It should be when you when you when you have your Game Pass subscription and Halo Infinite launches, it should be, man, I would have paid $70 for this game. I would have paid full price for this. But check this out. I subscribed to this service, and they gave me this killer game from a franchise that I dearly care about. That's what it should be. That's what it should be. But it's not going to be. And that's the problem. I wouldn't even pay thirty bucks for Halo Infinite as it is right now. I mean, but that's just me, you know. I know Dez, he's not. Even if it was ten bucks, probably wouldn't sniff near it, you know. So. That's a negatory Ghost Rider. <laughs> so you don't have an Xbox that could play it, you know. So oh, well, there you go. So all right, everybody. So I think we had a pretty good discussion about um, Halo Infinite. I'm sure this uh, will this conversation will continue. Uh, because there's still more uh, happening on the horizon because this is not over yet. So yeah, there's Halo stuff in the news, actually. So yeah. So so um, uh, our question for our next uh, for next week's is uh, what is your favorite video game art style and which game did it best? Uh, I guess there's two questions, but first. What's your favorite gaming art style and which game did the best? And, you know, gaming art style could be pixel art, a realistic art, or like cell shading, or uh, more cartoony, like, um, or more odd, I guess would be something from like Tim Schafer's group, uh, uh, Psychonauts 2. Uh, but let us know uh, which one do you like the best and uh, which game did, did it the best. So. Again, thank you so much for everyone who take who took the time to answer this question. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. And um, at the end of the show, during our contact session, Kevin will tell you how you uh, can answer our answer our question or also be a part of the show. So, uh, I'll I've, without further well, so after that, I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. Alrighty, alrighty. So our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, let the folks know what's been going on. All right. Uh, so we got a lot of uh, little like tidbits this week. Uh, there was a Gamescom uh, that occurred. You know, unfortunately because of the pandemic, uh, they didn't have their big, uh, you know, public event, but they still went through with uh, having a lot of different uh, showcases on here. And so we're going to kind of cover kind of a quick hits uh, as far as what happened with Microsoft's uh, um, Gamescom live stream. Uh, Jeff Keighley had his opening night live, which both me and Des kind of um, took some time to kind of watch almost live. I know Kev watched it to kind of bits and pieces when, while he was at work as well. So we'll kind of cover everything that kind of hit on that. And we got a particular franchise too, that we want to talk about a little bit more and go a little bit more in depth with that was announced during Gamescom as well on here. So uh, first things to cover, Microsoft did have almost a two hour Gamescom live stream. And, uh, you know, I know that probably either of you two didn't watch it and I did watch it, uh, but I liberally fast forward through it. I don't not uh, watch it live 
on there. So, and a lot of it because of the fact that it was updates on games that were previously talked about and announced during the whole uh, Microsoft E3 um, uh, press conference and or showcase on there. So they did start out with a uh, about six to ten minute like showcase of uh, Dying Light 2 on here and it's post-apocalyptic uh, parkour gameplay on here. Uh, is anyone here interested in Dying Light 2? I only dabbled in the first and so I'm just kind of on the fence on that. So No. No? How are you, Kev? I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious, but it's going to depend on what I'm playing by the time that game drops. I have a feeling that I won't get around to it till a Black Friday or other future discount. Well, it's it's coming out December the 7th, so Oh, yeah, well, then, yeah. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know what its release date was, so I have a feeling I won't get around to it until it, it hits discount status. Yeah, and for me, too, it's like, okay, I know this is like a big open world third, you know, game with zombies. And, uh, you know, I've already kind of committed to play Far Cry 6 once that comes out in October. So it's like probably more than likely I won't be done with that game and or even possibly even booting it up. So, I mean, so (laughs) we'll have to see once once that time approaches. But, you know, from what it is and what the trailer showed, it did did look interesting. It's just... uh, We'll have to see. If anyone's a fan of this series and they're dying to play Dying Light 2, definitely let us know and we'll talk about it a little bit more at least. Or let us know why you're uh, greatly anticipating this game uh, coming out. So uh, there's, next- like, there's like a lot of combat maneuvers that you're doing in that game that I don't see how is really going to fit in a first-person perspective. Like you're, you can wall, jump against a wall and do some kind of funky Bruce Lee kick on these zombies i don't know how you're i don't know how all that's supposed to work in a first person perspective yeah i really you know, don't it just seems kind of as, jarring for me but you know it's kind of, I'm, I'm curious about it we'll, we'll have to see you know we'll see how the reviews go and kind of i know techland you know the thing about techland is that they if they don't get it exactly right uh, to begin with, they are very supportive of their games. They supported uh, the first Dying Life for years afterwards, and a lot of the additional content was uh, released for free on there. So I almost uh, am anticipating that this is going to kind of be the same thing. This is not your anthem situation where, you know, EA is going to or a company is going to release a, a game and just kind of be kind of hesitant to know as far as what they're committing to for the subsequent support for it, you know? So just like good old uh, 343 and Halo Infinite that we talked about just a second ago, uh, this is a game I think will continue to evolve even after it comes out. So Uh, next thing, they showed some more information from Microsoft, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, There's a Reno Air Race competitive multiplayer event that's coming out. Um, one thing that caught my eye is that they showed a sizzle trailer from publisher Humble Games on here, and they showed a lot of games coming to Game Pass on day one. A lot of uh, different style, different uh, you know indie titles, uh, Ark Vale, Next Space Rebels. Uh, one game that kind of caught my eye, and me and Desmond were commenting on it because it was a separate trailer that they shown during um, opening night live was Midnight Fight Express on here uh that game kind of had some uh hotline miami vibes to it but adding a brawling aspect to it as well on there so and so that 
game looked very interesting, but that's a day one get for uh, uh, Microsoft Games Pass. There's also a 2D... And for you. Yeah, for me too. I was actually... I can see, see you playing that game. Yeah. Uh, there was this other game called Bushinden that I guess they're publishing, but it kind of reminded me more of the same, like, uh, Cyber Shadow slash... Um, What's what's the game uh, that you've been playing, Kev, on the Switch that had kind of like that Ninja Gaiden kind of aspects to it? So, uh, Katana Zero, I think. Yeah, it was Katana Zero. Well, yeah, I actually so, played that on on Xbox, actually. Oh, you, you played that on Xbox, okay? Yeah, because yeah, Bushinden looks pretty badass. It kind of reminds me of uh, like. Uh, probably taking a lot of inspiration from uh, you know eight and sixteen bit titles ninja titles and you know that's kind of in my wheelhouse so so i'll have to see a little bit more and see exactly what that game is on there but uh you know it, it has some castlevania elements too as well on there so and the company that actually is working on that game is a company called pixel arc studios on here and they're only a two-man team and so it's kind of cool to see uh you know smaller teams kind of you know stepping up you know to be able to do uh some new stuff on there so and it looks like this might be their first project actually so so kind of cool on there also games announced flint send the crimson unpacking sig Signal Alice, uh, unsighted in Chinatown Detective Agency. Plus, they also had a separate trailer for this uh, game called Into the Pit, which is basically almost like a Doom slash uh, Hexen type game with some heavy metal elements added to it. Uh, it's a dungeon crawler on their first person view on there. So I thought that looked pretty interesting as well on there. And so we'll have to see uh, once these games, you know, it's like, like you said, Kev, no, like, triple quadruple a but you know the section of the buffet at the games pass <laughs> looks interesting to me at least so, on that so any comments on this you guys did you check any of these games out i saw some of that um i didn't see a whole because i watched the once it was completed i was still at work on a break so i fast forwarded through a lot of that stuff Okay. And I won't mention there were some PC only games like Age of Empires 4 that went for quite a bit of time. And I am not interested in that at all. I don't think any of us are. Um, they made an announcement that Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will be getting cloud gaming on Xbox consoles this quote unquote holiday. That means you'll be able to play games that are only series compatible on your Xbox One console. So, and Desmond, if you're dying to play, series console exclusives i know you still have the xbox one s in your closet somewhere <laughs> you never know it's, it's on my it's on my um it's on my uh uh it's, it's in my uh entertainment center my, yeah so i'm looking at it right now i'm like I'm like i know i know no one loves you but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> neglected all, all you do it's is neglected. collect dust for desmond so collect dust um, they did an, um, show a trailer for Wasteland 3's Cult of the Holy Detonation DLC on there. So that's coming out on October 5th on there. Did you, did you dabble in Wasteland 3, Des? I, was, I for, forgot if you I did. Yeah. What did you think of the game overall? Um, it was good. I mean, it basically takes the same and the same stuff as every, every other 
game. It's a tactical turn-based game. I thought it was fun. It, it basically re- refined the um, the experience. So gotcha. I think you have it on Play- PlayStation because I think I remember I bought it for a gift for you. I believe so. You gotcha. did. Thank you. I know. Oh my God. Uh, sea of Thieves is getting. A crossover, you know, not now that they crossed over Pirates of the Caribbean, where else can they cross over to? They're crossing over to Borderlands, I guess. So uh, there is some Borderlands-inspired missions and cosmetics that you can earn just if you feel so inclined. Uh, State of Decay 2 is getting a homecoming update. Uh, I saw some comments online saying that this game's graphical fidelity looks like other crap, and they're waiting for State of Decay 3. We are not games as, as a service people over here. We're not going to be worrying about our base building, but if you are playing that game <laughs> and listening, please let us know if you're excited for this. Um, they showed a, a trailer for this game called Stray Blade. Um, it actually looks pretty cool. It's an action RPG where you that play That did as a interest role. me. That did interest me. Yeah. And the thing about it is, even though it, it is, you know, on games pass it is actually coming out for pc and ps5 as well so it is not exclusive for the xbox platform that's good at least yeah you know it's just good to kind of make that known because a lot of times you'll see a trailer in a particular showcase like you know all the things that scarlet nexus had to go through that they had to make sure to clarify no this is not on games Pass. no this is not an xbox exclusive because obviously once you show a trailer at a particular show, a lot of people will assume it's just exclusive for that platform, you know, and so, and obviously nothing was stated in this trailer saying it was compatible, uh, coming out for any other platforms, but they, uh, Xbox didn't lock it down as an exclusive. So, uh, also too, they showed, uh, some more Psychonauts too, which is just came out this past week. A lot of, uh, exposition with Tim Schafer, uh, big, trailer for forza horizon 5 which i fast forward through i don't think any of us are <laughs> interested in it i might play it once it comes out don't get me wrong was that that uh that forza um that forza uh lawnmower game uh, i didn't see no lawnmower game actually so no no this, this is, is that's from the uh, lawnmower simulator yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah, the backyard. Oh yeah, it's Forza. saying that it's backyard yeah. Forza with the yeah. simulator. Yeah, yeah, that was for Ace Black. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of threw me off. I forgot. So yeah, and then no problem. they show they show also a, a game, gameplay like a small gameplay trailer for a game called The Gunk that was shown quite a bit of time ago, uh, but this is from the creators of the Steam World series. Uh, Thunderful, and that will be out in December as well. And so that's another game I'll be uh, looking forward to. Unfortunately, Desmond is only on Xbox and Windows Store. So just to give you a bummer, I don't mean to bum you out, but but it'll be out in in December on now. So so that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, you know, our. I thought Paris did a good job again. Uh, he's one of the uh, quote-unquote game chair mafia that Kevin refers to every so often. But uh, you know, can, you can't fade a fade a man for you know getting paid and you know, making uh, a living on there. He, he does do a good job in hosting, and hopefully, he maybe could go eventually go work for Microsoft. You never know. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll never, never, never shade a person for making that money, but you just also got to know where, where they, where that, where they stand. (laughs) You know. For sure, you know, with his cyberpunk, uh, um, you know, five hundred dollar gaming chair and his, you know, hey, this is great. Thirty ninety uh, cyberpunk GPU as well, because they all yeah. got those too. So. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's a, that's not news. That's a discussion for another place in time, you know. So. <laughs> Just like all this cross-promotional items, like Baldur's Gate is the greatest game. Here's all this promo stuff, and guess what? Baldur's Gate. Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> Leave Baldur's Gate alone. I know, Dark Alliance. Good cry for it. Poor neglected. But uh, yeah, Jeff Keighley did have his Gamecom opening night live, and uh, of course, uh, they did show. Quite a few uh, trailers and whatnot. Uh, the pre-show had a uh, King of Fighters 15 trailer and a release date for that. So that's going to be out on February 17, 2022. Um, uh, Desmond's Game of Show Bus Simulator 2021, which is coming Woo-hoo! up on September 9th on there. That, that way it can simulate all the San Francisco Muni buses on here. Um, you know, maybe you could like, you know, simulate the... You know, old ladies fighting with the Mortal Kombat theme song in the background, possibly. So, Uh, there was another trailer uh, for Nobody Saves the World from uh, Guacamelee developer Drinkbox. Had to remind myself about that game, but it does look pretty damn cool. It's coming out early 2022. Uh, And then the main event kicked off with a rebooted game from the. THQ Nordic and Volition uh, named Saints Row on here and we'll probably we're, I'm going to kind of table the discussion for that a bit because we're going to kind of get more into it on there but needless to say I think uh, uh, we were not exactly um, super like enthusiastic we definitely have some caveats to everything about what came out for that. Did you guys want to talk about it now or versus later or let's talk about it now. All right, let's go. So basically about the game, I mean, it's featuring four new protagonists and everyone kind of thought what, you know, when Desmond first saw the trailer and I saw the trailer, it's like, <laughs> is this Fortnite? What's going no, on? I thought, it's like, I thought it was Fort. I th- basically, I thought that Fortnite had actually, uh, decided to do a uh, an actual game game like 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 a actual like this is our game and instead of it being a battle royale we actually have a game game and I thought oh that's kind of cool you know uh, maybe Fortnite is actually tired of doing something you know like they've always done and maybe this is their this is their their thing and I should have God I should have known though because of um, because Joe had already mentioned. You know that that the uh, for the the Saints Row thing had already been shown, and it just didn't even click that this would be Saints Row. Like it literally didn't even click in my head. Like my mind was so far away because I'm so used to Saints Row looking a certain way that when it looked like that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I was completely like, "I don't get this. I don't get this." Yeah. Anymore. Uh, I thought it was kind of similar to that Microsoft zombie four-player co-op game that they showed at the last end, the one coming up from Obsidian. No, not from Obsidian, from um, 
uh, what's the other team that they have from France on there? Can you help me out, Kevin? I'm trying to think. Uh, um, a team from France. What what game did they do? Uh, Dishonored. Um, Arcane. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah so. I was not. Yeah, I know we weren't happy with the four-player zombie uh, cell shade of Fortnite business, and this kind of gave me the kind of same vibes a bit. And I was really surprised <laughs> once they showed the Saints Row logo at the end of this trailer, uh, because uh, I think my exact words before watching it with Desmond's like, I don't know about this <laughs> kind of thing. So that's what my reaction was. So. I was just kind of taken aback by it, because I was like, Mm-hmm. Well, this is Saints Row. This is yeah. I mean, the gameplay looks almost similar to uh, Saints Row. It looks like uh, from the stories afterwards that they're kind of modernizing the gameplay elements within the games as far as the crime elements on there. Um, but uh, I think everyone's kind of been talking about the characters that they decided to create for the group. You have Eli, which is a African-American nerdy planner with an MBA, Nina, who is a driver galore on there, Kevin, who is like just some like glamour boy that's always walking around shirtless. And then you have the boss, which is, you know, in the trailer, a uh, young looking African-American woman, which a short haircut, but you're able to configure the boss uh, in the game proper on there that the character creator is going to be quote-unquote robust and so that that is the character you'll be playing to direct these other three npcs through the story on here and uh you know i was kind of browsing a little bit and going on reddit going on recetera and all that and uh i someone posted on reddit and they kind of posted something said the studio made a point to bring saints row back to the contemporary crime genre it grew and thrived and the team wanted to create relatable modern characters who face similar obstacles to today's young adults like overwhelming student loan debt or being denied work in the desired field each character has their reason for joining the saints and you'll get to know all about them throughout the game throughout the characters motivations ground them to the realities of modern existence saints world will be an upbeat adventure full of the series trademark humor and so in the Reddit post, there is a picture of Steve Buscemi with a Volition icon put in lieu of his head, uh, indicating how do you do, fellow kids, with the skateboarding. <laughs> if you're familiar with that that particular meme, and there you go. That's how I kind of feel about it. You know, like I, I need to have a uh, characters that I'm playing with in the game that are relatable modern characters. It's like, come on, is that a fucking sitcom for Christ's sake? <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about it, but yeah, even though the gameplay looks to be kind of uh, refreshing, and it looks like the big sandbox that they're promising, uh, the city's name is Cento Eleso on here. There is like a Las Vegas sections of the city. There's like some like suburban areas on there. They're promising uh, a lot of different like, you know, uh, crimes that you go do and run on here. Um, and I'm just, I'm all over the place about this. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I'm sure once it does come out, I'll, you know, definitely give it a shot and kind of go from there. What do you feel about this further, Des? Uh, I'm kind of with you on this. Like, I'm just like, 
<sighs> okay, um, we're doing we're doing this, you know. And and I was just, I'm happy that you can actually do your. Oh, I'm actually happy you can do your own uh, customer customization and characterization of your of your class. I thought that was really not class. Your um, the way you look. So I thought that that was actually pretty good. Um, I was really super worried about that. Um, uh, because I'm so used to being able to create, um, I always create a British guy when I play these games because, because the the guy sounded like, um, uh, he's kind of sounded like, uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, what's his name? Um, uh Jason Statham. So I was kind of like, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I can play like Jason Statham and I always make like a, you know, Jason Statham kind of clone. So, I don't know. Not So I just don't know. Like I I at this point, I just want to see the the gameplay. I want to see what the what the um what it looks like. Um the character creator, I want to see what that looks like. There's just a couple things that I want to see before I really get super invested in this game. You know, I, I need I, I just need I, I need a win here, you know, and so does <laughs> and so does Volition. Like like they need a win. They, they they so need a win right now. And I'm I am hopeful that they are able to get it because this right here, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, I'm uh, monitoring uh, the Saints Row YouTube channel. Uh, then when this trailer dropped, there's more dislikes than likes by far. Oh, here. my God, but, of course. You know. Yeah, and of course, Volition's kind of responded on Twitter, like with some people commenting before more of the gameplay elements were released, uh, basically responding with haters going to hate like memes and that kind of crap. So, I mean... Okay, that's, but yeah, that's it's like, not a okay. good way to, to to get people to buy your game. I, not I'll, really. I'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, again, I played the first. I, I played the first one, and I think I completed the first one. Um, I want to say that I did, and I know that I completed the second one. I, th- I thought the second one was phenomenal. Like I was like, this is a great game. Like yes, this is this is what I envisioned uh, this game to be. So I was very happy when um, when that one came out. Um, third one and the fourth one, eh. but but again, I don't. I really just have no idea what to expect. <laughs> I'm trying very hard to be like open minded by this. Like I'm trying very hard, y'all. I'm trying very hard, but. Uh, but you got to give me something. Like you got to yeah. give me something. So. Volitions made a statement. They had an interview during Gamescom. And basically, this is from Volitions' Jim Boone. He says, by the time you're done in Saints Row 4, and spoilers here, you were the ruler of the galaxy. Where do you take it from there? And gather the hell. We went to hell. But is there's like they were in a place where I don't think they wanted to resume where they left the game off in Saints Row 4. And so he also stated, even though we love the mechanics, we came up with the superpowers and everything. It didn't leave us with a lot of runway to figure out where we would go past that. So it's a very easy decision to go back to our roots with something contemporary on here. So I just, I just think, like, I get that. I really do. I really get that they're trying to do something contemporary. And they're trying to do something like, you know, but contemporary, but it's not original, you know. And may, maybe it's because the whole Saints Row vibe has been derivative. Like, it, 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 it's 
the whole Saints Row is a derivative game. Like it is a derivative game. Uh, the whole franchise is derivative of, of, of other things. So why are the we GTA surprised? Clone. Yeah. So why are we yeah. surprised that 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 they can't be innovative, or or anything? You know, at this point. And I think what and I think the problem was it was when they tried to be innovative with um, and even I would I was gonna say um, um, uh, what was it? Uh, when they tried to do um, uh, Agents of Mayhem, that was just kind of like you know not as not as well received. But I keep thinking you know at least you were trying something you know. But well, when know. Agents of Mayhem dropped, people just saying, "Where's my Saints Row?" I was exactly. one of them. So, I was one so, of them because I thought Agents of Mayhem were trash. But you know that was just that was just my opinion. Uh, so. This is what it all boils down to. This ain't Saints Row. I don't care what kind of label they slap on it. This is not a Saints Row game. Why isn't a Saints Row game? Well, you have a new group of characters who look like they should be serving you coffee at a barista bar than running around being gangsters. I'm sorry. Um don't none of them people look like characters I would want to play as. Don't none of them characters look like anybody I would want to be doing missions for. If anything, they look like characters that I'd want to be fighting against. <laughs> uh, you know, and when I listen to the interviews, oh, we've got diversity. We want these diversity. You can be and diversity. It's like, okay, when are we going to talk about this is a great game because these mechanics. This is a great game because this story. This is a great game because we've taken the franchise to places mechanically that have never been done before. Look, I'm an African-American man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 51 next year. I'm all for representation in gaming, but give me a damn good game first. That's number one. That's what I care about first and foremost. Um, this this looks like some woke nonsense off the just off the cuff. I, I, I'm I'm and and believe me, I'm not trying to come off as one of these right wing YouTubers that get offended whenever a, a bits and pieces of melanin show up in anything that they care about. I'm 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 not like that. But what I do want is I want to have a great game, a great movie, a great book, whatever it is first and foremost, and let the whatever it is, insert diversity quotient here, come secondary. Because it, it comes across as just being codifying as opposed to organic. Look, when you're playing Saints Row 1 and 2, and you had all these crazy, these crazy goofballs, there was there was white gangsters, black gangsters, Mexican gangsters. Everybody was a gangster in, in Saints Row One and Two. Okay. When I I read an article on PC Gamer when they were talking about the humor, and I, if you remember last week when we were talking about Saints Row, I think it was last week we were talking about. It Saints was last Row. week, yeah. I said the thing that has to separate that was going to separate Saints Row from. Uh, Grand Theft Auto with regards to a reboot was that it was going to have to have great writing, comedic writing, like Dave Chappelle almost level comedic writing. 
they would really have to focus heavily on the humor aspect, which I thought one and two did pretty well. And I thought three and four did not nearly as well as the first two, but you know that's when they, they became all zany and goofy. They said in this piece, and it was po- the article, it, it didn't just run on PC Gamer. I'm sure it's everywhere else. The lead, the lead developer was talking about the humor of the past games, and he was saying, well, yeah, well, you know, there was some things that were said, I'm paraphrasing, you know, some things that we were able to do and say in the writing aspect that 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 were good at the time, but we're leaving the humor of those early games in that era. Okay, then then this ain't Saints Row. It's not. Just call it something different. If you're going to if you're going to play this safe role with a game with a with a game that was basically like GTA, but they even amped up the nonsense when it came to the violence. Well, some of the jokes were 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 homophobic. Some of the jokes could be participant can be uh, be slightly uh, derogative. Certain it's like oh, it ain't Saints Row then. I'm sorry, it's not. You call it something else. You know, I I will I will wait and see what this is. But everything, everything, everything that I've seen of this game, I'm sorry. It says it may be cool mechanically. It may be a good game. I did see some later gameplay mechanics, and it, it the gameplay did look it looked fun. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that it didn't look appealing. You know, I saw, you know, rocket launchers being shot, cars being blown up, running around shooting a bunch of weirdos with the uh, digital face masks. I mean, that's very it was very Saints Rowish in the gameplay. But the thing that made Saints Row Saints Row was the stupid, goofy, uh low-key, whatever is you want to say, jokes. Of those first two games, I'm sorry. That's the what Johnny, had me laughing. The Johnny That's Gats of this world. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they were mentioning, I guess, uh, some journalists asked and the PR people at Volition and THQ Nordic first told journalists that stuff like dildo weapons would not be in the game. <laughs> and then came back and later confirmed that it, they will still be included. So it's like, they don't, I don't think they even know what they want to do. With and that's this. the problem. They yeah. don't have they don't have the nuts to make this a Saints Row game in 2021 because they're going to have all the woke gaming journalists and all the, the people that ain't going to buy the game anyway. And that's what's so funny is that the people that they're so afraid of aren't going to buy the game at all. They're not going to buy it, whether whether it appeals to their sensitivities or not. These cats ain't buying your game. So. Make the game the way it needs to be made. Make it a freaking Saints Row game and give these so-called journalists the middle finger and say, look, you're either going to enjoy the game or you're not. I'm sick. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sick of this. Um, this. Well, we we can't we can't be what we used to be because the 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 Gen Zers are going to get bent out of shape. These cats don't want to even get out and get a job. And you're worried about what these fools think? They weren't going to buy your game anyway. 
Someone someone had a comment it's saying ridiculous. if it if it turns out that these quote unquote cleaning up kept hipster characters ended up becoming Gat and the rest of the gang in a different universe or something like that, it'd be funny as hell. Pretty entertaining. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't That'd know. Maybe. Laugh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I am I am not ex- like I said, I want to I did like I liked the mechanics in the game. It looked like it is Saints Row-ish from the action aspect, but everything that these developers kowtow into these uh, these uh, uh, these cancel cultural knuckleheads. And by the way, there's cancel cultural knuckleheads both on the left and the right. They both do it, and I think it's stupid on both ends. So don't I don't want folks to think I'm just coming from one angle on this. The, they're they're kowtowing to these people trying to make these idiots happy that weren't going to buy your product anyway. Meanwhile, everybody that enjoyed the first two Saints Row and myself, the third, the third and the fourth one, I liked them too, but not nearly as much as the as the first two. You're saying, uh, well, we we want this to be a kinder, gentler, safe Saints Row. That's what you're telling me. That that's that's what you we want this to be kinder and gentler. That's not what Saints Row is. Saints Row was Saints Row was was the goofball. Saints Row was almost like the the well, I wouldn't go as far as saying it was like the blazing saddles of the GTA type games because it didn't go that far, I didn't think. But they were the they were just as irreverent, just in a more zanier way yeah. as GTA was. And if you're afraid to do that, then don't make it freaking Saints Row. Make it something else. Make it, make it, you know, baristas gone wild. Call it something, whatever it is you're going to call it. It ain't Saints Row. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and if you guys have any opinions out there, definitely let us know. We could definitely do a vessel line and talk about it a little bit more. I know you had some back and forth with Gerald, I believe, on the Discord a little bit about it, right? Which one? Kev. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we both did. So it was kind yeah. of interesting having yeah. a conversation about it. <laughs> okay, so going back to Keeley Fest 2021, European style. Um, next game they showed after Saints Row, after, you know, me and Desmond were kind of like, huh, huh, huh. but. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. <laughs> Uh, we, yes, we, we saw, very we much saw a uh, Marvel trailer, and we didn't know what it was. It's like Marvel. Hey, what's up? Is this Avengers Part Two? Uh, is this uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance? So guess what? It is the long rumored uh, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, the uh, tactical RPG, long rumored tactical RPG from 2K on here. So, and uh, uh, you know, they did a deeper dive in some interviews with uh, the uh, developers of the game for Axis on there, and it is a tactical RPG, but it's quite a bit less XCOMy than some of the threads and the information out there on there. Uh, the Midnight Suns is set in the darker side of the Marvel Universe. It's based on the 90s comic book series uh, called Rise of the Midnight Suns on there. It's not exact retelling of it per se, but... Uh, you know, basically the perpetual baddies Hydra have revived someone called Lolith who raised the dead and threatens to overrun the Avengers, which included, uh, what Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Dr. Strange. Uh, not Captain America. Captain America's not in this. It's, it's all the, it's all the edgier characters except for yeah. Iron Man. So yeah. it was, 
that's the thing that's kind of yeah, I think but. I think the story is referencing the original storyline, I guess. So, but uh, in the Avengers call up a few extra supernatural mates called the Midnight Suns, including uh, what uh, Nico um, Blade, the, Magic, yeah, Nico from the Ghost Runaways, Rider. Yes, yeah. Ghost Rider, uh, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. So it's the new Ghost Rider, not Johnny Blaze. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Captain Marvel for some reason. I don't know. It's just like it seems like it's all over the place. And I so there's supposed to be twelve, either twelve or thirteen actual playable uh, teams that you can take with you, and you have your own character or called like the Hunter. And yeah, they created a hero for yeah. the game specifically, so. and she's completely customizable, so you can make her look however you want, which I think is great. And then you have her and three other uh, Marvel compa- uh, Marvel companions. But the thing that annoys me is it's like. It's like I really wish that they had used stuck with some of the characters that were that were in Midnight Sun. So like because Iron Man and Captain Marvel and stuff like that. I mean, I, I know why they're there because they sell, you know, games and people know them and, you know, they're in the zeitgeist and all that stuff like that. But I really wish they would have used like Brother Voodoo, who was actually in the original one. Uh, the original story and stuff like that. But you know what? At this point, though, I'm just surprised that we're even getting anything, you know, at this point. But though I shouldn't be surprised because Marvel is straight up like trying super hard to get folks, um, to get folks uh, doing, uh, coming and buying their stuff. So, you know, having two games coming out, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and now this one. Although I'm more excited for this one than I am for Guardians of the Galaxy, like I'm excited to see how they're gonna do it. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be uh, different enough from XCOM, so I wonder what that means. Like 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 when you say different, what do you mean? Like I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be tactical, um, turn based, but is it gonna be more freeform? Is it gonna be like Rabbits Two? Where you can actually on your turn you can run around in a certain area and then and then attack and then retreat like is even more freeform. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just really excited to see what is gonna what it's gonna look like. Like what 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 are the plans? You know, uh, you're gonna control the hunter along with three other characters, yeah. and yeah. then uh, you're managing a base called. Uh, a mystical safe house called the Abbey. And then you're walking around the Abbey in third person, exploring its grounds and interacting with the other heroes on there. And I guess you uh, start basing like relationship uh, aspects to some of the heroes on there. You develop friendships on here and that will strengthen, you know, battle ties too as well on there within the game there is no romancing available obviously i wouldn't expect that but they did ask and clarified that there is no way to romance a, another hero at all as the uh hunter on there yeah, so I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna try to romance wolverine thank you though <laughs> yeah no <laughs> have something else cu- have something else cut off that i didn't want to have cut off so yeah but. i'm like nah, i'm good <laughs> But they're stating there's no romance because the characters are fixed, but you can form very, 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 very deep friendships with the heroes of your choice. It's just friendships. So I guess and they're going to probably build some uh, gameplay elements based on the ties that you kind of make within the game on there, which I, I just hope it's not so hokey that, you know, you, with a couple button presses, I got a bro for life you know, or something, you know, <laughs> on this. I don't know how you feel about it, Des, but as long as it's not like, Overly like, okay, like, whatever. But, yeah. 
I'm like I'm just kind of like whatever. Let's see some gameplay, which which is going to be on the um, the September first is when we're going to get our gameplay, and that's what I want to see. Like that's like I'm excited that they're here. I'm excited, you know, that we get to we get we get this game. Um, I'm just wanting to see how it plays. The outfits are kind of weird. <laughs> they all have a kind of a uh, they all have a same like orange like kind of orangish yellow and black so they're the 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 way they look i'm kind of like okay you know but i'm not really sure about it so but whatever you know i'm i'm, I'm yeah. just happy that we're getting this game so and they mentioned too there's no permadeath in this game like that's another xcom staple so but uh that's yeah fine. the re- release window is uh coming out in uh, march 2022 it's coming out just on everything under the sun ps4 ps5 xbox one series x and s switch and pc both on steam and epic so on there and like des said there's going to be a gameplay reveal as of september the first on here i'm so, so excited all right next thing hold that on, they show yeah yeah are you gonna yeah. play it or are you thinking about it or no that's real-time strategy uh as xcom like i don't play that i don't play those games Okay. All right. Wish I did. The marble (laughs) aspect would bring out too. Maybe, maybe you could play that Joe's house, or maybe we could do it do it via share play and see if you could check it out. Well, but that's why I'm hoping that it's that's why I'm hoping that it's um rabbits uh rabbits kingdom or Mario rabbits kingdom two, because it is turn based, but it's free. You have a certain area on the map that you can move into, so but but you can literally go go in your certain area you can attack and then you can retreat move around so it's a lot more flexible on your turn so so that's what i'm thinking if it's going to be like that i think it would be really good than having it be this kind of like arrow pointing to where you're going and then doing this and then doing that i hope it's a little bit more open-ended than that but you know who knows All right. Uh, next thing they showed, um, surprise, surprise, everyone was kind of irritated that Halo Infinite wasn't at the Microsoft Gamescom. Uh, little expose, uh, little showcase, and it, lo and behold, it showed up on Jeff Keighley's stage. And so they uh, finally confirmed a release date for uh, the parts of Halo Infinite will be releasing on <laughs> December the 8th, including the uh, single-player campaign and also the multiplayer on there. There was a CG trailer uh, featuring Master Chief and him rescuing someone out in the wild, at least a, a Spartan of some sort, and showing the Spartan becoming a character uh, that is going to have a campaign in Season 1 of the multiplayer on there. So I thought the trailer was pretty cool, but, you know, it's kind of wondering like where, where in the hell is this going kind of thing. I don't know how you felt about this. I was just like, okay. Um, I, 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 great, good on them for, for adding a new, uh, I guess a new character, a new character or a new kind of um, experience, I guess is the only word that I can use for it. Cause I'm not really sure. Like, uh, like are we getting this now is this like again part of me is just kind of like like this is great and all but like when are we gonna see this is this coming yeah. out day uh day up like we didn't see the gameplay about it it was, it was literally it was literally just a just a trailer and you know and yeah you know i'm so it happy was, 
Master Chief saving unquote, a black girl to go out to become a strong black woman, but it's like, but okay, that's nice. Thanks. Well, the season one of Halo Infinite's multiplayer, get a glimpse into the Academy Commander's own heroic journey and what it truly means to be a Spartan. That's the uh, tagline from the uh, description of the trailer and what it was. So take that for what it's worth. Um, Okay, and and that's something else. I thought Spartans could only be, you could like, no, just not anybody could be a Spartan. Like they were, because I remember reading in one of the in one of the early books, Halo books. Like Master Chief was basically, if I'm remembering the story correctly, more or less bred from a test tube. So, are so can anybody be a Spartan now? I guess. Because he straight up, she she straight up picked her up off the street and was like, "Let's go." No. I mean, like, if you can, that's cool. But but I me. thought that was the whole thing of the Spartans to begin with. That they were genetically modified humans that were doing stuff that regular people simply couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Maybe technology improved since you know Master Chief was made. I don't. I don't know. I I haven't read any more of the other books. I only read the first one, but. Anyway, <laughs> I was confused at that, you know, okay, you know, okay, we got a black Spartan, I'm cool with that, but it's like, wait a minute, I thought that they had to be test tube babies. Okay. We'll have to find out, but uh, they also announced, uh, of course, lit the internet aflame with uh, people hitting our pre-order buttons continuously, but the, uh, of course, Microsoft didn't let uh, the launch of Halo Infinite go without a, a limited edition console and a limited edition Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 for Halo Infinite. Of course, the controller is in the trademark Master Chief, like uh, olive green on there. I know our listener Gerald secured one and was very happy to do so. So applause to you, buddy. Yeah, I'm glad you wanting to spend your hard-earned dollars and get that Elite wireless controller 2 series 2 master chief um controller and then obviously the console as well the limited edition series x which actually looks pretty cool it's accented in gold on there and then it has a star it does look good it does look good yeah again kudos to that i think they do well with all their limited edition controllers there was also a as an aside, a Forza Horizon 5 limited edition which looks ugly as hell i'm sorry yeah it does yeah (laughs) looks like a lawnmower (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it looks it like looks jackson like... jackson pollock went into irs i mean um xbox uh, games lab and pretty much designed his own controller so uh, i said irs there oh man that was a Freudian slip right looks there, like a man. bunch of jolly ranchers puked on it that's what it looks like to me <laughs> that, that is just like i don't know what they were thinking with that yeah we're not uh, so we're not a fan huh? <laughs> not a fan no we're not we're not going to queue up to pay 75 bucks for that uh you know basically rainbow colored vomit like uh colored looking controller so my little ponies just took a dump on an xbox <laughs> controller <laughs> rainbow sprite there you go <laughs> Well, after halo we'll get off the halo business um they had a um Someone from Gorilla came on from uh, obviously from PlayStation, and they announced the release date for Horizon Forbidden West, which is coming out for both PS4 and PS5 on February 18th, 2022. We kind of knew it wasn't coming out. They're kind of kept quiet about it, but at least it's 
fairly um, at the beginning of 2022, at least. And then they announced that they did release finally a 60 frames per second patch uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn on there. And Aloy is also joining Genshin Impact on September 1st. I'm kind of eager to play Horizon Zero Dawn now, you know, now that I, you know, been dying on my backlog and with 60 frames a second, I'm definitely going to um, write my my gaming sins and going and playing that at least. So any thoughts you guys about Horizon Zero Dawn finally getting their patch or the release date? I think it's great. Good for them. Good deal. Um, also, Devolver Digital showed this game called Cult of the Lamb, which is a dark <laughs> cartoon mix of dungeon crawling and base building on there. So, I, I thought, what do you think? I know you're chuckling, uh, Des. What did you think of it? The game looks bizarre as hell. I don't. It looks demonic. It looks satanic. It looks like you, you're you got a cult. You're in a cult, and you're throwing other little like goats and and stuff and little yeah like animal creatures. carcasses and uh, yeah woodland yeah. creatures into this pit and i'm like um <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know it looks it looks pretty uh weird so i probably will not be picking it up but it's just like hey you know i'm happy for people to be able to just kind of you know create their games and have fun with it so. kind of gave me some binding of isaac vibes uh yeah much more colorful though yeah um they announced super monkey ball has another a character coming uh on the multitude of characters coming uh super monkey ball banana mania uh, is going to have personifies morgana as paid dlc in super monkey ball money Mon- banana mania if i could say that <laughs> so and f- as soon as we saw it kev we said oh i don't will kevin buy Mon- super monkey ball now that Morgana's in the game Probably not. I've I've never played Super Monkey Ball before. I mean, I never never had anything against it, but I just never. It just never appealed to me. I'll just put it that way. Gotcha. I thought it was neat, but I never I never 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 talked to me. Gotcha. And then they also showed, and we're just going to go through these pretty quickly, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is finally getting a release date. It's coming out in spring 2022, but it uh, does look like it's the probably the most ambitious Lego game to date on there. It looked pretty cool from what I saw. I've be- never even played a Lego game, never cared to play one, but I want to play this one. I don't know why. I, I, I can't come up with a reasonable explanation as to why either. <laughs> it, it might it just looks fun i don't know yeah. it does but i've never all the other lego games have just never just never really talked to me it, it made me want to play them but for whatever reason i want to play this one yeah um also they showed a trailer for teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge and they unveiled that april o'neill is a playable character in the game and Man, oh man, it looked good. Uh, what do you think, Kev? Because uh, I, I saw that. It's like, you know, I already knew it's day one anyway. But uh, what do you, you think? Yeah, it's day one. But I was looking at that and I was like, okay, if she could do all that, then the foot never would be kidnapping her all the time. It's <laughs> like, I wish I'm cool with it. I like it. But I wish it was April O'Neil from the uh, the 
what is it, layered the the comic books, because that April O'Neil is not a reporter. She will, well, she might be, but if I remember correctly, she used to, she was like a martial artist, kind of like, almost like Casey Jones type. But she met Raphael in the sewers, and she used to spar with him all the time. That's really who sh- the April O'Neil that should be in this game. If she's if they're going to make her do all that, I realize why they did that because that's the April O'Neil most people are going to be familiar with from the TV show. But it, it's a little it's a little out of character for that April. I I just wish that she was the April O'Neil from the Eastman and Laird comics if they're going to have her do all that stuff. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. All right. And then other stuff that was shown. Uh, let's take a look here. They announced the date for Jet the Fall of Far Shore from Super Brothers. It's coming out for PC, PS4, and PS5 on October 5th. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. It looks like No Man's Sky with a little bit more of a story uh, involved with that. So kind of going in and, uh, you know, um, investigating the planet on there. Um, They showed a simple trailer indicating that Sifu, the game uh, that we've been waiting to come out, uh, the kind of play as the martial artist that ages every time he passes away on there with a lot of the good, like, Kung Fu slash parkour type gameplays coming out on February 22nd, 2022, or 22222 22, on there. So a lot of twos there. Um, they uh, also, at the end of the show, showed a uh, long look at Death Stranding's uh, director's cut on there. And they kind of went and did a little dive into the extended tour of its new features on there including the buddy bot that can carry you around boss battle replay mode and it's racing circuit as well everything looks all good in the hood with that i think that's worthy of an additional 10 bucks to play on your ps5 if you're wanting to get more death stranding into your life on there i don't know if that's something is that something you want to pay 10 bucks for kev or is that something you want to go back to this game at all yeah, I plan to go back to it. I have no idea when, but uh, I'll definitely be getting the upgrade and checking all that stuff out. All right. And that concluded everything that was shown, but I'm going to kind of circle back to one game that both me and Desmond were like watching during the, the uh, Keeley Fest 2021 and like kind of saying, what the hell is this game? Um Pearl Abyss, the makers of Black Desert Online, pretty much had a announcement of a game and a trailer that just kind of left uh, both me and Des kind of perplexed on here. Um, you were stupefied. Yeah, it's a game called Doke V on here. And um, basically it was like a uh, kidified Pokemon-ish game uh, that we could not tell what the heck was going on. It looked you know, great. It looked beautiful as far as the graphical fidelity and everything, but uh, we know exactly what's going on. And they came on to further comment that this game is initially was developed as an MMO, but it is now going to be a open world action adventure collector creaching, co- creature collecting game bleh, <laughs> on here, but they're going for fun, vibrant and adventurous. And, uh, uh, well, what's your thoughts about the trailer, Des? I mean, it was just a whole bunch of jumbled, like, 
you know, sung in Korean, like, you know, Diglo mess in my opinion. So it, it had a lot going on is yeah. all I can say about that. It looked, it looked, the backgrounds looked, um, sort of hyper-realistic only because there was like, uh, there was like a lot of stuff. I don't know. It was just, again, there's just a lot of like digitizing of people and you were this little kid with this giant head and you have other weird like clothes on and you're jumping around and skating it looked a little bit like splatoon and pokemon kind of had a baby but it was much more digitized uh the color palette was just all over the place i just there was just a lot going on for my eyes and i don't know if that means because i'm old or <laughs> or what but i was just like Man, there's a lot of shit going on on this screen. <laughs> you know, and I'm just sitting there because I was I, I was sitting there and, and I'm looking at it, and Joe's like, um, "Okay," and I'm like, um, "Okay," and and the song's going, and they weren't saying anything about what's going on or anything. It was just like a sizzle trailer or something. Or... Right, it went on for three and a half minutes, and it was just like all just uh... that was three I... and a half minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, it's three and a half minutes long. I, again, had no idea what was going on. I was just like, man, (laughs) I have no attention span then. Because I was like, oh, (laughs) I just just completely take it out of it. I mean, I I can't even say if it looked good or not. Because, like, I really did not understand what was going on. I think... You know, I want to see a HUD. I want to see a UI. Like, I want to see what's going on in this game because, like, at this point, I really had no idea because I was like, "Did you watch it, Kev?" I did see that, and I had no idea what the hell was going on. Right? It it, it looked like one of those. uh, I don't know, like, what what was it? Like the like one of those. It, it's like, something that you've seen, like like a commercial running in Japan, advertising something basic, but they have all this crazy stuff going on to advertise the product. That's what it reminded me of. I was like, expecting like some kind of soft drink to pop up, you know, get, buy this Coca-Cola. Everybody's there was colors and big headed chibi looking characters running around. I did not yeah. know what was going on. Biking in traffic, uh, skateboarding yeah. in traffic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is, I remember a, this, that's a bad yes. example for our children. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, Got it. think about the children. It just comes into I. Every time I see a trailer for a Korean developed game, it's freaking gorgeous, but it's like I don't know what the hell they're doing, and I don't even with all the. Black Desert Online, and I know there was that other game. I think you talked about Des a little bit. Uh, that's being brought up by Amazon. That's coming out. That's a Korean. Oh, uh, old old world or something. No, not that. There's actually another game that Amazon's bringing out besides the old world that is kind of a crazy, like uh, almost like an action RPG within an MMO space. But all the games, it seems like they have a great graphical style and then you play it and it just plays super grindy and so i don't know what they're going to do with this game but we'll uh, we'll see we'll table it on it reminded me of like 
a little bit of like super super snack time or whatever that one that came out for the for the uh the um game boy um remember that one from from level five Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, snack, blah, blah, blah. snack world, S- snack world. Yeah, it kind yeah. of remind me too of Balan Wonder World too, or Wonderland, that like game that bombed from Square Enix from Yuji Naka and Knights. If you remember that, mm-hmm. kind of looked like Knights a little bit. Kinda, but it was just the thing that got me was 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 the hyper the hyper realism of 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 the backgrounds and everything. And the people that were in there, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, of Mario. Remember uh, Mario uh, Mario Galaxy, where you went to the human quote unquote human world, and Mario was this short, stout little guy. And I'm thinking, oh, um, you think of Mario Odyssey, right? Mario Odyssey, sorry. And I'm just yeah, like, that does not look like like what is going on. That does not look like Mario. You know, why is Mario in like the human world? What's going on? So it, that's what it made. Like it, it just didn't it just didn't make sense to my mind. But again, you know, whatever. We'll see. Um, I, I definitely got people talking though. But uh, that's you know. enough about Doke V and about Keeley Fest 2021 opening night live. Seemed like it was pretty cool, even though it was like a big hodgepodge full of random stuff on there, including you know, hey, game of the year, game game of the show for Gamescom, and it's like, okay, nah, I'm good. But I did have one last story, kind of just as the kind of to top this off. Um, this is something that might affect you, Desmond. That's why I included it in the outline. But uh, the, basically, there was a patch released for the Ascent yesterday on here that yep, came out for Steam, Windows Store, Xbox. But there was a big uh, thing stating that it targets performance improvements for the PC version, specifically the Windows Store version. No. So yeah, uh, yeah, I guess Eurogamer ran ran a story last week saying the Ascent's Windows Store version is a mess, uh, and they yeah. basically <laughs> stated that the twin stick shooters previously patched negatively affected the Windows Store version of the game with stuttering, poor frame rate, and other technical struggles experienced by players. And basically, mm. everyone on Game Pass on PC yeah. dealt with those problems. So. The new patch makes uh, DirectX 12 the default for Windows Store players. Currently, the uh, Windows Store version defaults to DirectX 11 on here. So basically, the patch makes improvements to reduce stuttering and hitching for DirectX 11 and 12. And more work will continue here for future updates on there. So, And they also said under stability, the patch fixes a number of crashes in single player and co-op improve save progress on all platforms and fixes issues where weapon skins, character shirts and other gear could be lost on there as well. So, and so with this, uh, if you, if they fix the ascent for you, dude, uh, are you still going to drop Xbox games pass for PC, like a hot potato or are you probably going to still stick with it? Probably. Okay. Probably. I, I just don't like the online experience from it, from, um, uh, xbox so i mean y'all do what you're gonna do but i ain't yeah 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 you know good deal not this is not for me that's it unless everyone anyone else has anyone else to stay for news this week we definitely covered everything and then some so no i'm good all right all right then contact 
You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something that you want to respond to, or if you yourself would like to be on our show and get your opinions on gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send that email to gamingvessels and gmail at gmail. I said in at gmail.com. Uh, we also on social on social media, we have a Twitter page at gaming vessels. And individually, our social, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PSN, I am Shonuff7. Same spelling with number 7 at the end. Xbox Live, I'm Shonuff071. Same spelling with 071 at the end. On Steam, I am Shonuff71. Same spelling as originally. And my Switch friend code. Is seven six five eight two one five five three three zero nine. I'd also want to remind you to remind our listeners rather that we would invite you to join our Discord server. We are building a up a very engaged and friendly gaming community where we discuss all things gaming. We keep it. Uh, we have varying degrees of, or varying opinions on everything. But we keep it respectful, and it's not an echo chamber. I don't want. I, I want to keep emphasizing that our you our uh, Discord server is not an echo chamber of opinion. It is varying differences of opinion about gaming, but we can do it without doxing people, which seems to be very difficult to do on uh, other social media platforms. So if you would like to be part, be able to discuss gaming without giving getting uh, personal threats. <laughs> I would like to invite you to our Discord server. You can get that link off our our Twitter homepage. You can also get that link off any uh, podcast aggregate that you use to down to download our episodes from. So I'm going to turn it over to Dez. Where can they get a hold of you at, man? Alrighty, everyone. Y'all can find me at uh, the nemo6 on twitter that's uh, t-h-e-n-e-m-o-s-i-x and on psn and stem steam sorry steam not stem you can find me on uh nemo uh nemo tigger n-e-m-o-t-g-g-r and my nintendo friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine and as always please when you message us uh, to become our friend let us know how you heard about us like mention the podcast uh just mention something that way we speak to people not bots thanks uh and joe uh where can folks find you buddy um i'm on twitter at joe fungal j-o-e-f-o-n-g-u-l uh usually forwarding contest entries and whatnot you know just like pass the time um psn and steam username is communagara k-a-m-u-n-a-g-a-r-a xbox same spelling same username but with a 6995 at the end my nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409 all righty all righty so we want to thank everyone that participated in our uh main event to a special shout out to gerald john bt and crucial chase for responding and answering our main event question I don't like letting an episode in without thanking not only the people that respond to our main events, but also the people that download the show and listen. Because as I always say, without y'all, we'd just be three old men just yapping into the 
digital ones and zero ether of the internet. So (laughs) I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening to us every week. So that's going to bring episode 137 to a close for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Maxu Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. And for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy. I'm Shonuf71, a.k.a. Digger Dulamite, telling you all that we will be back next week with episode 138. Peace!